hello everyone who is listening to this podcast. This um, is the first in a series of podcasts kind of documenting modern Bengali history, um, starting with 1857, um, quite consciously instead of 1757, because 1857 is the date where things start to kind of kick off in terms of how the Bengali is structured and viewed as well in um, society by the British during the 1800s. So I'm going to start off with um, a story that, not a story, sorry, like a a historical um, event that really kind of shaped my thinking about the construction of Bengalis um, in the British Empire and how that might even have things that resonate until this very day potentially and that event starts with the 1857 Bengal mutiny. I'm actually going to start with a quote by Partha Chatterjee and she wrote a book called Bengal Divided and she said in her book for over a century the British have ruled India by coming to terms with the interests of those who they saw as natural leaders of Indian society they balanced one another against um each other and subordinating them was paramount purpose of maintaining british rule in india now i remember being in my second year of uni in um the library kind of reading chatterjee's book and thinking well what is it that this really means um well it means that the british had always ruled india by um grouping people who they saw or thought would be kind of good leaders um, at the top and people who would be like bad leaders at the bottom. And always in my mind, I, I always had this like at the back of my mind thinking, well, they always kind of put people who were from like the west of India specifically at the top. So if you were like a Gurkha or if you were um, a Punjabi, you were seen to be like a natural born leader. And a lot of British like military pamphlets express that sentiment as well. Whereas... I kind of didn't really understand where the Bengali fitted into this. And Bengalis have always had this very interesting relationship with the British Empire. And I'd like to take the date of 1857 as a really important date in understanding why is it that um, Bengalis have this kind of interesting and sort of distant relationship with the British Empire in history when we talk about it. I mean, when it comes to like the history of the British Empire, commonly there's been so much focus on, I'd say like how um, Indians in particular reacted to British rule and why was it that certain Indians like progressed under British rule as much, uh, a lot, and why is it that some didn't? And the story kind of does begin in the year of 1857. 1857 is held as a very important year in like historically in the history of the British Empire let alone the history of Bengal Um, it's actually known as quote the first war of independence against the British in India which tells you how significant it is now um in 1857 the East India Company which were the first private trading company to um to rule over parts of Bengal started to really get involved in Indian society a lot and they started to change things um, that were native to Indians Um, and naturally what this caused was a lot of discontent. Um, They employed an army of Indian soldiers, they were known as sepoys and in the um, sepoy sector of the army um, there were a lot of 
poor pensions, uh, the pay was bad, um, you were less likely to get promoted, and there was a lot of cultural and racial insensitivity from British officers. And that kind of created this environment of discontent and hatred towards the um, British uh, East India Company. And what that caused was um, quite a serious um, incident. So in 1853, um, a rifle called the Enfield Rifle was introduced to the East India Company and rumours spread that the cartridge of the new rifle was greased with pig and cow fat. Now, that was clearly offensive to both Muslim and Hindus and it kind of made people really worried about what this could entail. So on the 29th of March 1857, um, the sepoy called Mangal Pandey, yes he is um, the inspiration behind a famous Bollywood film as well I think, um, he was from the 34th Bengal Native Infantry and he attacked um, some British army officers. Now his comrades, his fellow Bengalis, were told to stop him, but they refused. And then what happened was um, they nearly joined him in an open revolt. And eventually they did. So although a handful of sepoys were involved in this revolt at first, the entire regiment that Mangal Pandey belonged to was disbanded in disgrace. So it was seen as like this horrible thing that you were doing. Um, and sepoys elsewhere thought, well, this is really harsh. Um, why is it that our Mangal Pandey was attacked um, like this? And why is it that um, the entire regiment who weren't even involved in this were disbanded as well? And that discontent spread into what we call a mutiny. Um, it began in Meirut in on the 10th of May, 1857. 85 members of the 3rd Bengal like Cavalry were uh, jailed for refusing to use the new Enfield rifles, which were, of course, greased with pork and beef fat. And then um, the soldiers continued um, to mutiny and ransack the nearby military stations owned by British officers and uh, killed any Europeans they could find. Now, this was seen as a big issue for the British. Why? Well, these Indians were now, what, attacking the British? So the situation starts to rapidly escalate and the British at first react quite slowly. Um, the news of the event spread and encourages more mutinies in other places. And as news spread, some British officers just completely disbanded the regiments um, that were full of Bengalis. And in other cases, um, some British officers just refused to believe that their men could attack, but they did. And um, at the end, what happened was... Um, a new law was passed and that part uh, new law sorry became known as the 1858 government of india act it was an act of parliament passed by the united kingdom and it was um partly forced because of the Indian Rebellion of 1857 or the Bengal Mutiny whichever you should call it and the act um said that princes, chiefs and people of India, um, we hold ourselves bound to the natives of our Indian territories by the same obligation of duty which binds us to all our other subjects. And officially that meant that the East India Company now had um, no control over Bengal because the government of Britain now owns everything that the East India Company owned. So officially Bengal um, kind of transferred itself from being under the kind of property of the East, uh, not under, like being property of the East India Company to transferring itself to be the property of 
Britain, this country. And by doing so, um, millions of Bengalis' ancestors um, passed to being under British rule. Um, and it's so interesting what Queen Victoria says. Now, she holds herself bound to the natives of Indian territories by the same obligation of duty, which binds us to all our other subjects. So it looks like as if it's going to be some massive protectionary measure. And of course, it isn't um, at all. So the significance of this act is because of the mutiny, um, Bengal is now owned by Britain. But also what's kind of not seen as really significant is how the behavior of Britain changes towards Bengal in particular. I mean, these Bengali men's were the men were the ones to um, revolt in the first place. So what happens is um, quite a radical shift in terms of who the British trust to be wise Indians um, and the ones who will protect them. So focus shifts from you from using kind of Bengali soldiers as uh, these strong figures of protection to using um, Punjabi, Sikh and Gurkha soldiers as well. And in doing so, um, something called the feminization of the Bengali man happens. And as um, kind of more emphasis is put onto Indian soldiers from the West and not the East, which is Bengal, there grows a kind of dislike towards the Bengali. The Bengali becomes much more um, less trustworthy in comparison to who the British portray as like the loyal Gurkha or the friendly um, Punjabi and in military pamphlets these ideas come out and what we see is like a big shift in government policy where Bengalis are trusted less and less and less um, than the other groups in India so that's just a very interesting I'd say just an interesting dynamic to know about um, how the British structured themselves when it came to dealing with Bengalis in particular. So at first, Bengali soldiers were used um, as part of their armies. But as soon as the Bengalis rebelled, then emphasis was drawn onto the West of India and how the West would help protect the British Empire. And in doing so, the British actively moved over to the West and created an idea of the Bengali, um, where Bengali men were seen as very feminised. Um, and that idea translated itself down the ages as well um when we think about ideas like the bengali babu who is supposed to be like this feminine bengali man some might even raise the question of well truly um the british were so afraid of something like the bengal mutiny happening again that they then shifted their focus to west india because they thought a uh, mutiny could never happen in west india so it just shows you like this very interesting and kind of powerful dynamic about Bengali history.